0: Good morning. Today we'll be studying the second chapter of the Chut Shofar Sukav Lubav. And this chapter will deal with those who are obligated in hearing the sound of the Shofar uh, and those who are exempt. We'll also deal with um, the proper Kavanah, uh, the listener and the sh- blower must have, meaning uh, the blower must intend. We'll, we'll see, but the proper intention that one must have when hearing the Shofar in terms of fulfilling his obligation. And the last topic we'll deal with in this chapter is blowing the Shofar on Shabbat. Everyone is obligated to hear the Shofar. As we talked about in the previous chapter, for Bam. The Mitzvah is to hear the sound of the Shofar in contrast the other uh, poskim who say that the Mitzvah is to blow the Shofar. Kohanim, Levim, Israelim, Gerim, and Abadim, Meshuharim. Abadim Meshuharim is an indentured um, Can- Canaanite servant who um, dipped in the Mikveh uh, for the purposes of servitude and then was freed. Um, his um, he is considered a Jew um, for all purposes. However, women and servants that haven't yet um, converted um, and minors are exempt um, in terms of avadim. Abadim have a unique status that are um, in a type of limbo state that they have been um, dipped in the mikveh for servitude and accepted the mitzvot. However, they aren't fully um, at the status of of Jewish males and their uh, level of obligation is similar to women in many things. Ebed, Ben Horin, someone who is ha- a half slave, half servant, sorry, and half free man. So, for example, if um, someone had a servant, if a servant was owned by two partners, and one of the partners freed him, but one of the partners did not, so it would be Hatsio Ebed, Hatsio Ben Horin. Tumtum, Hayabim. Tumtum is someone whose generals are covered, and Roginos is a hermaphrodite. Um, these people are. Uh, obligated as is the And this is a uh, straight out of the Mishnah and Rosh Hashanah. Halacha Vav. Kol Hayav Badavar Motzi Et This is an important, important principle that Rambam here is um, teaching us that anyone who is obligated in s- someone who is not obligated in something cannot enable someone else who is obligated to fulfill their obligation therefore in will give an example therefore if a woman or a minor blew the shofar um, a man who heard from them a man or a Ger and Evid, who heard the sound of the shofar from them, did not fulfill their obligation. A hermaphrodite um, may fulfill another hermaphrodite's obligation, but does not fulfill someone who is not like him's obligation. So he cannot fulfill um, a man's obligation, for example. However, a tum um, we said a tumtum is someone whose genitals are covered, cannot um, exi- cannot fulfill um, another tumtum's obligation, and cannot, and obviously cannot fulfill uh, someone else's obligation. So a Jewish male's obligation, you wouldn't be able to fulfill a Jewish male's obligation. Because a tumtum, after the membrane covering that area is open, is definitely um uh it's he's definitely either a man or a woman and because of that fact um and we're not and because of because of that and because of the fact that we're not sure what he is at the moment he cannot exempt um either He he cannot uh, exempt anyone's obligation, both including other tum tumim and obviously other Jewish males. Hal Hagima. Vikhan Mishio Ever Hatsioben ben Enamutsi A few the Atzma. She ends up do Chibo Motsi sat So to someone who is um half a half uh, a servant and half freed cannot even fulfill his own obligation because the half of the um, servitude that is contained within him cannot fulfill the half of freedom that is contained within within him. So we consider this person, um, again, um, is an in-between and he cannot fulfill his own obligation Rather, what should you do to fulfill his obligations? Rather, you should hear uh, from a free Jewish male, and that should blow the shofar from him, and, and then fulfill his um, and fulfill his obligation because he is hayav, as you said in halakha. Alf. Now we're going to talk about um, an interesting topic in terms of kavana. The general rule is that mitzvot enan kavana. Uh, so, for example, eating matzah or nitiyot lulav uh, does not require kavana. But for example, um, mitzvot that require um, hearing the, a sound, for example, shofar or mikra megillah, um, one the kavana is. Um, is required for one to fulfill their obligation and Rabbeinu Abraham ben Harambam explains this in a teshuva and the reasoning makes sense because if you have someone else fulfilling your obligation and you're listening to the sound so obviously you have to listen intently and and intend to fulfill your obligation by listening to whichever individual is either reading the Megillah for example or blowing the shofar but an action that you yourself are doing, for example, eating matzah or netilat ulav, does not necessarily require um, concentration or focus, rather requires an action. And um, and for those type of mitzvot, you wouldn't need kavanah. Another mitzvah that requires kavanah is tefillah and kirya Lo <clears throat> <coughs> Someone who is practicing blowing the shofar um, did not fulfill his obligation by hearing that sound. So, to someone who heard someone who was practicing, did not fulfill his obligation. Nitkaven Kaven Shomea al Tzedi Yede Chobato? Ve'lo Nitkaven ha'Tokiah leHotzi, or Shnitkaven ha'Tokiah leHotzi, Ve'lo Nitkaven ha'Shomea al Lo Yata Yede Chobato. Ochit Kaven Shomea umashmia. If the person listening intended to fulfill his obligation but the shofar blower did not intend to exempt others from their obligation or vice versa, if the shofar blower uh, intended to to fulfill others' obligation but the listener um, did not um, intend to um, exempt himself by hearing this um, person who is blowing the shofar the, he, the listener in both cases did not fulfill their obligation until the both the listener and the shofar blower intend um, to exempt each other's from their obligation. So the shofar blower has to have in mind, the uh, listener, and the listener has to have in mind uh, that he is be, fulfilling his obligation with the shofar blower. Halcha <laughs> kavan? Anyone who um, sounded the shofar and intended to fulfill any listener's obligation, and someone listened and F- intended to fulfill their obligation by hearing this sound of the shofar, this person fulfilled their obligation because the blower did not, despite the fact that this, this shofar blower did not have this specific person in mind, rather his um, intent to fulfill anyone's obligation who is listening, is enough um, to exempt this individual. And again, the shofar blower doesn't ha- necessarily have to have a specific person in mind, Rather it is enough for him to um, have in mind that he is um, being Motzi, anyone who is listening. therefore, Therefore, someone who is walking on his way or sitting in his home and heard the sounds of the shofar from the Shaliasibur. He fulfilled his obligation if the listener intended to fulfill their obligation. Because the Shaliyat Sibur, his intent is to um, fulfill the masses, is to satisfy the masses' requirement um, to hear the sound of the shofar, And he doesn't intend for any specific person. Now we're going to shift gears and talk about Tikiyat shofar on Shabbat. Yom Tov shel Rosh Shanah shel Chaddiyot be Shabbat, entok ein beShofar bekhumam. Afa p she'atiki amish Shivut, min hadin haya she'tokin. Yom Tov, Yom Tov beRosh Shanah da, sell out on Shabbat. Shofar is not blown in any place despite the fact that the prohibition of um blowing the shofar is only prohibited because of Shivut as we talked about in the last chapter. Um Chachamim forbade um, blowing the shofar uh, on Rosh Hashanah, on Shabbat. Sorry, no, they did. Sorry, they did not. For, they forbid um, violating Rosh Hashanah for um, for the purposes of sh- a shofar. So, for example, if the shofar was on top of a tree, or if the shofar was al hanahar. So. Despite the fact that it is only prohibited because of Shavuot, Chachamim didn't allow the Shofar to be blown. And from the strict legal standpoint, we should blow the Shofar on Shabbat. And um, you would think that a positive um, instruction from the Torah should come and override a rabbinic institution of the Chachamim. So then why don't we in actuality not blow the shofar on when falls Shabbat? So then why so the reason why we don't blow the shofar on Shabbat is because um, it is a gezerah that Hahamim have this um, power to um, um, to refrain one from doing a mitzvah based on this the principle of shev ve'al and being um, passive and not actively do, going out of your way to do a mitzvah. Um, and hahamim did so here to um, to save the Jewish people from not doing. Um, in Avera, and Misur Sekila, this is um, from the Gemara and Yevamot Bet that Hamim again have the power to tell the Jewish people to be passive and not to do a mitzvah in order for um, because of their concern that um, that some that people would violate a Misur um, Sekila and obviously. Um, as we talked about in Shabbat, is an Isur Sekilah. And if were worried that someone would take the Shofar and take it, that someone who knows how to blow the Shofar, and take it outside, uh, foremost outside the Reshut or take it from one Reshut to another, thereby um, would be haya, that person would be Hayav Sekilah. Because everyone is obligated in hearing the Shofar, but not everyone is an expert in blowing the Shofar. So, someone who is not an expert would go to someone who is an expert and ask for that person to teach him how to blow or to blow for him. Minors who have not yet reached the age of education purposes. We don't prevent them from blowing the shofar on Shabbat. Hold on. Right, so we don't prevent them to blow the Shofar on Shabbat. Obviously, this is a Shabbat that is not a Yom Tov of Rosh Hashanah. And we don't prevent them in order for them to learn. And it is permissible for an, a, an adult to... Um, to be with them and to help them practice and teach them how to blow the Shofar in order to teach them even when Yom Tov falls out on Shabbat. Um, even um, even a minor who has not yet reached the age of Chinuch. she and asura elamishum shivut. Because the sounding of the Shofar is not prohibited is only prohibited because of shivut and chachamim carved out this exception for tino court that wanted to learn and an adult who wanted to teach them prohibited not for us not to blow the shafan shabbat they only prohibited it um, in a place that there is not a present bit din there this is from Mishnah and Masech HaTor Shana Perek uh, Halakha Aleph that back in the day that the Beit HaMikdash was around and the Beit Din in Yerushalayim uh, was still in session. Everyone in Yerushalayim would blow the Shofar on Shabbat again. So long as the bedding was in session. Below and she shall I'm bilvad. Ela call ear, Shayetabetok, Tehum Yerushalim, by Taro Ayurushalim. Lo naha, the Haita Shema at Koteki Adyushalim. Lo Shetie Berosh Hahar, by Tayola Volyushalim. Lo Shi and Nahar Massig Benahin. And she ought to you took in Bashabat Yerushalim. Ababish Aris, Red Loha you So not just the people inside of Yerushalayim would blow the Shofar on Shabbat. And this is actually one of the ways that the Hamim say that Yerushalayim was um, greater in status uh, than Yavneh was. Yavneh was the place that uh, this beddin moved after um, things started to get bad in Yerushalayim because of the Romans. And so not just the people inside of Yerushalayim, rather Harambam here gives four conditions uh, that people would blow the shofar on Shabbat. One condition is that it would be inside of the tehum of Yerushalayim, and would be and would see Yerushalayim. So the people in those cities would blow the shofar on Shabbat. Also, um, someone who people who were living um, who were not living inside of a valley and would hear the Shofar of Yerusha, of the, the sounding of the Shofar in Yerushalayim, those people who are not living in a valley would uh, be able to, bl- would blow the Shofar on Shabbat. Third, people who are not living at the side of a mountain, and people who people who are not living on the side of a mountain. And fourth, and people that were able to reach Yerushalayim and not have Um, a type of natural barrier in between them. So all of these types of people um, would blow the Shofar on Shabbat just as the people in Yerushalayim would. However, other cities in Israel would not blow the Shofar on Shabbat. Nowadays that the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed um, may be built Any Beit Din that has a permanent court and that those people sitting on the court were ordained in Yerushalayim um, may blow the Shofar on Shabbat. Another qualification of this, of blowing the Shofar on Shabbat, that this Bedin, number one, has to be ordained in in Yerushalayim, and number two, has to be a Bedin that sanctifies um, the new moon. However, other courts that do not sanctify the month despite the fact that they may be simukhin do not um bl- we do not blow the shofar um in their in in a city that has a permanent biddin <inaudible> and we only blow the shofar in the biddin's presence <inaudible> while they are in session even a court that was about to end the session um and have not gotten up yet to end the session the shofar may be blown in their presence About <laughs> however outside of the the shofar may not be blown why do we um, require uh, the shofar to be blown in the presence of him the because the are meticulous because a person uh, the shofar blower would not transport the shofar in the court's presence, to uh, in the Shulchan Rabbim because the beit would warn the people and tell them obviously that carrying the shofar outside of the outside of the beit din and outside of the tehom is a Final the man is yamim bagalut, keder she took barishon, took in As we talked about um, in Hilchot Yom Tov, that nowadays that we do. Um, Two days of um, Rosh Hashanah, um, because of originally because it was we wasn't we weren't sure what day what the um, the actual Yom Tov was, but nowadays and ever since they had the calendar, which was I, I think I believe in the days of Hillel Hazaken, um, we which we do Shnei Yom um, Tov because of the Minhag. Um, we blow the shofar on the On both days, and we blow the the Shofar on both days, and there's no distinction between the first day and the second day. And if the first day of Rosh Hashanah fell out on Shabbat, and there isn't a qualified bedin din for for one to be able to blow the Shofar on Shabbat, we only blow the Shofar on the second day of Rosh Hashanah. And today, because we do everything based on the calendar, um, the for only the first day of Rosh Hashanah can fall out on Shabbat. The second day of Rosh Hashanah cannot fall out fall, fall out on Shabbat. And an easy way to remember it is the, the mnemonic Lo Adu Rosh. Not on Aleph, Dalid, or Vav, um, can the first day of Rosh Hashanah fall out of not the first day, not the fourth day, and not the sixth day day. tomorrow we'll study the third chapter of the K'chot Shofar